Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Thanks for being here. If you're joining us online, thank you for watching with us. Whoa, I got some extra boom. Before we get started, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward and give an offering together. If you all would please pray with me, that would be wonderful. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you that uh, we get to join in with millions upon millions of other believers who are celebrating the the fact that you did what you said you were going to do, and you went all the way to the cross, not for your sake, but for ours, you bled and died so that we would have access to your kingdom, so that we would have forgiveness of sins, we would have the hope of heaven, and we would have a relationship with you. And with your Father. We love you, Jesus, for the work that you've done on our behalf. We love you for just who you are. And that you are a man of your word. That you're trustworthy. This day is for you. We bless you. We thank you. We praise you in your name. Amen. 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 All right. They're going to pass those things along. We're going we're gonna to jump right into it. It's Easter. And uh, one of the things that, you know, I didn't grow up going to, going to church. But one of the things that I, I heard pretty quickly and uh, didn't really know what the deal was about it, but uh, I, I caught on eventually something that church people know about. What I'm going to say is he is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. Indeed. He is risen. Now this is something that, you know, that's, that's kind of for the church people. Um, I was in the, the spot for a long time where I said, uh, what now? They, he said that, and then they said, what in return? So I know that some of you are, you're not necessarily church people. It's Easter Sunday, and uh, sometimes you get dragged here by somebody. Sometimes uh, maybe you're invited, and you don't, you don't go to church regularly, and you wouldn't consider yourself a church person. Maybe you believe in God. Uh, but you're not sure if you believe in all of it. Here's what I want you to know, is that those of us who are saying he is risen, by that, what we mean is that we believe that Jesus really did literally, physically rise from the dead. That he died on a cross and three days later, he came back to life. That it wasn't just his spirit that came back. Uh, that it wasn't an illusion. It wasn't just a group of people who really wanted something cool to happen. And so they made something up and they stuck with the story for 2,000 years. It wasn't that. That 
We believe he really died, he really was buried, and he really rose from the dead. That the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. And this is not just something that the Bible says is true. It does say it's true, but all sorts of other historical texts, ancient texts, ancient historians, more than 40 writers also accounted for this event taking place, that there was a man named Jesus who had great influence during this time. He had many followers. He was crucified on this day, and daggone it, he didn't stay dead. He came back, and it wasn't just uh, one or two people that saw him when he came back to life. Uh, The Bible accounts for about 572 at the very least who saw him. And so the thing I want to bring up today is that it's a very important uh, distinction. It's a very important piece of the puzzle uh, that has to do with everything else that I believe you need to believe that Jesus did die on that cross for you and that he was raised from the dead, that he came back to life three days later, that you would believe in the resurrection. Because the thing that's happening more and more and more are many of us are deciding to kind of pick and choose certain parts of the story that we believe or that we like, uh, certain parts and pieces of it that, um, that work for us, but other parts of it don't work so well. You know, it's way easier to believe in a giant bunny than the story we got, honestly. It's, it's out there. One of the reasons I believe that we can know it to be true that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, that he was all the way dead. He wasn't just pretending that he was all the way dead and came back to life. Uh, are some of the eyewitness accounts, some of the, the writers who I've grown to trust over the years. Uh, maybe you've heard of some of these guys, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, James, Paul, things that these guys said. These, these guys were, were close with Jesus. They walked with him. They experienced him on earth. They were friends. They, they saw these things happen. Matthew was a first century tax collector who became a Jesus follower. He saw Jesus die. And then he saw him come back to life. And then he wrote about it. And we get to read the things that he wrote about what he saw. Mark, a Greek man who traveled around with the followers of Jesus and traveled with Peter and believed what he saw. And he wrote about it. Luke was a doctor who was interviewed and He interviewed other eyewitnesses around him and wrote an account called the Gospel of Luke that begins with him saying, I have interviewed and I have thoroughly investigated these things and here's what I've discovered. He died on a cross for us and he came back to life. John, 
The first person who arrived to the empty tomb, he outran everyone when he heard that Jesus had risen from the dead. He said, Jesus died, I saw him. And he was there when Jesus said, John, I need you to take care of my mom until I get back. And then he was there to see a risen Jesus. And he wrote about it. Peter, a fisherman who followed Jesus and believed that Jesus rose from the dead. In fact, Peter himself was crucified upside down. And it was not for what he believed. Lots of people die for the things that they believe. Peter died for the thing that he said he saw. He died for the thing that he said he saw. He said he saw a resurrected Jesus, which made Jesus the king. And at the time, there was a a king an emperor named Nero, and if this Jesus was the king, then Nero was not the king, and so that's why Peter was killed. James was the brother of Jesus. James might be one of the best reasons for me personally to believe that Jesus rose from the dead, because, you know, Jesus is running around doing miracles and claiming different things and saying, yeah, 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 I'm the son of God. And this is, this is Jesus' brother. He's got to be the one who's going, he, would, he was like wetting the bed not that many years ago. I don't think, like, we have the same dad. How, how is he, how is he him? There's, there's no way. Have any, any of you grow up with brothers? Like, they don't believe anything that you say if they didn't witness it. You're like, oh, man, you should have seen it. I hit this ramp, and I got like 12 feet. They're like, no, you didn't. You did not. You didn't. Yeah, I did. Everybody saw it. Oh, I didn't see it. But later on in the book of Acts, James becomes one of the leaders of the church. And he writes a letter in the New Testament. James believed that Jesus rose from the dead. Paul is an important character in the Bible. He wrote half of the New Testament, half of the books in the New Testament. Friends, with many of the people that I, that I just mentioned earlier, Paul came to the conclusion after a, a crazy experience on the road to Damascus where he saw Jesus face to face, that he was the Son of God, that he died for our sins, and then he rose from the dead three days later. These people who I've mentioned believed because of what they saw. We believe in the resurrection because we have these eyewitness accounts. We have eyewitness accounts of people who didn't just have a story that they were willing to stick with, people who were willing to die for the thing that they saw. Most of these guys died for what they saw, where they were given a chance, an opportunity to say, like, now... What did you really see? You did not see Jesus raised from the dead, did you? All you have to say is that that didn't happen, that it wasn't real, that it was faked, that someone stole his body. And they said, no, I, I saw what I saw. Had to give their lives up for it. Also, no royalties on any of their stories. Like they had to hashtag, not a sponsor. But 
for us in 2021, it's natural to want to divorce the life and the teachings of Jesus from the resurrection of Jesus, the supernatural part. That's the part where now more and more, uh, many of us go, I don't know, because we have people around us who say, oh, you don't believe that nonsense, do you? Oh, you believe that somebody died and came back from the dead three days. What else do you believe in? Unicorns? Yes, they're in the Bible. It's talking about rhinoceros, though. Just so you know. What I've found is that most people love Jesus. Um, most atheists love Jesus. They love uh, who Jesus was. They love the story of Jesus about how he, how he cared for people and what his message was about. We love that Jesus fed the poor. We love that Jesus cared for the people who no one else cared for. We love that Jesus ate with sinners and he wasn't here for those who were all put together. He was there for the, those of us you know, that were messed up, warts and all. We love Jesus because of the Sermon on the Mount where he said, you should know the truth and the truth will set you free. We love that idea of freedom. We love the story of the prodigal son. We love the sayings of Jesus. We love that he was about justice and he was about mercy and he was about grace. These things we love about Jesus. Even if you, if you don't follow Christ, there's so much to love about Jesus. He's, he's easy to love. I find that the differentiation being, and are we willing to make that next big step of believing in a literal resurrection? We want to say, yeah, I, I, I like Jesus, I, li I like his message, I, I like the gospels, I like the stories, I like the mercy, I like the forgiveness, I like uh, the story of the woman at the well, and yada, 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 but man, please don't ask me to believe that he was raised from the dead. Please don't ask me to believe in miracles. Don't ask me to believe in the supernatural. I want to believe in the good teaching parts and the encouraging parts and the motivational parts, but I, I just want to leave the supernatural part out of it. That, that's the one where if I, if I mention that, people look at me like I'm an idiot. The, the Bible says that the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are saved, it's the power of God. That it's going to be foolishness. You're going to be poked fun at. That there are a group of people who are going to naysay and shake their head and point at you and say you're an idiot for believing such a thing. And the Bible said, yeah, don't, do not be surprised, do not be offended. The thing about it is, though, The very same people who wrote about Jesus' great teachings and values and his mercy and grace, those are the same people who wrote about seeing him raised from the dead. And so you can't take one without the other. Today's message is called the whole enchilada. 
Like, if he said, you want a piece of me? Jesus says, no, I want the whole thing. Like, I need all of you. He's, he's, he's a jealous God. And he doesn't just want just a little part or a little piece uh, that, that is convenient. And so here's what a lot of the people seem to believe that I encounter, uh, especially more recently. A lot of people believe that in the first century, there were a group of people who appreciated the person of Jesus so much. They appreciated his teachings so much and the example that he set, his attitude, his way of doing things, that when he died, they got together and said, we can't let this be over, this movement. We need this to keep going. We got to keep this story going. And so they got together and agreed to keep a story going. And so they said, we're going to make up this really big lie in order to keep the truth of Jesus out in front of people. we got to keep this lie going. This is a common belief. I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It says this. Not all of this will be on the screen. I'm going to give you, it's a little, it's a little bonus. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you're saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you've believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living. He's saying, like, you, if, if you're not believing, go ask him. That dude lives right down the street. You know, Jesus, it's, it's cra- millions and millions of us are celebrating this day for a man who only lived 33 years, who was a Jewish carpenter, who never traveled more than 30 miles from his home, who never wrote a book himself. You're saying, you, you can, that's, yeah, he was there, he saw it, go, go talk to him. Most of whom were still living, though some have fallen asleep. Some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and I do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, the Popeye verse. And his grace to me was not without effect." No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach and this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless 
and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Like if Jesus didn't die on the cross and was resurrected three days later, um, uh uh-oh. Verse 18, Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. In verse 14 there, Paul says, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Some would say, Oh, no, Paul, your preaching isn't useless. We love the things that you've said and written about. We used your stuff in our wedding. You're the one, right, that said love is patient and love is kind and love is this and that. Yeah, we, we love your stuff. It wasn't useless. And Paul would say, quit using my stuff then. Don't use my stuff at your wedding if you don't believe that Christ rose from the dead. Verse 15, he said, more than that, we're then found to be false witnesses about God, for we've testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. If there's no resurrection, you shouldn't listen to anything that we say. You shouldn't grab parts of it and say, well, I I like that grace part. (laughs) I like the loving your neighbor stuff. Don't listen to anything. If, If the resurrection isn't true, then don't listen to anything because we're liars and we're the worst kind of liars. We're the, we're the kind of liars who, who lie about things that God has done. He goes on in verse 17. He says, And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. If you're one of the people who thinks that, well, God is love, and, and God is forgiveness, and God is grace, and God is, is hope, um, you should... You should probably drop that because we came up with that. We who believe that Christ was raised from the dead. And if you can't separate, um, you, know, you, you, can't, you can't have the, the fun Jesus without the supernatural Jesus. I talk with people all the time who, uh, who say things like, yeah, but, you know, I just believe that, um, you know, if you're a good person, it's always something about a good person. Here, here's, some ba- here's some bad news. It's Easter, but bad news. Uh, good boys don't go to heaven. Good girls don't go to heaven. That is not the people who go. It's the people who believe and the power of Christ, his death on the cross, his resurrection. Because his resurrection proved that he defeated death. 
You see, officer, I just, I, I mean, I believe like 53 and a 25 isn't that big of a deal. Well, that's great that you believe that. Here's your ticket. <laughs> what you believe doesn't, doesn't make it real. Jesus literally and physically rose from the grave. And so we can't try to resurrect his morals or his teachings or his wisdom or the things that we like, but leave his body in the ground. Verse 18 says, Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. I mean, if, if there is no resurrection, then those who... Those who have fallen asleep, you know, the people who, who died before Jesus died on the cross, those who believed in him, those who followed him, says that, that they're lost. A lot of times we assume that this means hell in the Bible, uh, those who are lost, that they're in hell. It's kind of strange because anything else that's lost, like I, I don't ever... If I can't find my phone, I don't ever think, oh, it's probably in hell. <laughs> Do you know where my keys are? Probably in hell. Lost doesn't necessarily mean hell. It means uh, that we don't know where they are. It says that, that they're separated from God. If there's not a resurrection, if Jesus doesn't defeat death, on the cross, then those people are lost. Uh, some of you have lost brothers or sisters. Um, some of you have lost your parents. Some of you have even lost children. And it's one of the scariest things in that atmosphere at a, at a funeral and to wonder, you know, did they did they believe? I know they believed a little. I don't know if they believed all the way. Did they believe that Jesus was um, just a good teacher? Did they believe the, the good boy, good girl story? That if you're a good enough person, like how good? I mean, are we, like what's the, is, what is the scale? Like Mr. Rogers, Mother Teresa, like what's, where do we got to land? And so you can get into that place where you, you just don't know, you don't know where they are. Verse 19 says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. That if, if it's just for for right now, the here and now, that um, the benefits of following Jesus as Paul is following him at this moment, life wasn't great for these guys. And so if it's just for this life right now, even for you, if you're going through it and you're, you're saying, well, I've been following Jesus, but it's just, you know, I thought, I thought things were going to get easier. I thought it was going to get better. I thought it would be more fun. I thought he would heal me. I thought that he would heal my grandma. I thought that he would do this or do this or do this. 
If it's only for, for right now, for the here and now, yeah, I mean, you know all that money that you've given to church over the you should have kept it. Our finance people just... <laughs> You know, all that time that you spent serving or volunteering or trying to be a good follower should have stayed home. If it's just for this, if it's just for here and now, but it's not just for here and now. It's not just for here and now because verse 20, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. And so here we are. The, the church, this is, this is crazy, by the way, that we're here right now. A guy, a Jewish carpenter, never wrote a book, never held any political office, never ruled anything on this earth. Um, he never traveled far from his house. He didn't even last that long, 33 years. Uh, and here we are, 2,000 years later. And... We're joined by 2.6 billion others who followed Jesus. Here, here's what, what I'll try to bring this around to. Um, for some of you, you might struggle with the supernatural part of the resurrection that I'm not sure if I can, can get my head around that. My challenge to you is to, to get it there and do it fast. To submit. To surrender your mind, your heart, over to that truth that it, it, it wasn't just a story. There were eyewitness accounts, but also just to... Those don't even matter compared to knowing it in your heart. Here's where I would bring it to. Um, some of us would say we believe completely in the resurrection. That, yes, Jesus died on a cross for me, and three days later he was brought back to life. What I would ask you is, so what other area don't you believe resurrection can happen what other area are you not giving over to him? Do you not believe that Jesus could resurrect your family? Like, if there's a dead part of it? Do you not believe that Jesus could resurrect your job or resurrect your health? Like, have you given up on certain things where that's just not a thing? I'm not even going to go there with asking about it. Do you not believe that Jesus could resurrect your money or resurrect your hope, resurrect your joy? Do you not believe that he could resurrect your dreams? John chapter 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he says, do you believe this? 
the, the question being asked to you today is, do you believe this? Do you believe this? That dead things don't stay dead around Jesus. It's just kind of one of the things about him. Dead things don't stay dead around him. Are there any parts of you or your life that you feel like have died off that need to be resurrected? Are there any stones that you need to roll away? Let's pray about that. Jesus, I am praying in agreement with people here today that you are who you say you are, that you make good on your promises, that you said that you were going to die for us on our behalf to pay for our sins, and that you were going to be raised to life three days later to prove that you would defeat death, that death had no hold on you, that you were going to stare death in the face and you were going to walk right through it. Lord, we're praying this morning that that resurrection experience is not only for you, that there are dead parts of us, there are dead um, experiences, there are dead pieces that some of us have just let go of and we've decided that we're not going to we're not going to bring that to you because maybe you can't do anything with it and we are praying that you would restore the knowledge of who you are and what you're about and the things that you're capable of that your word says all things are possible with Christ and so we're praying for resurrection we're praying that you would restore dreams. If there are dreams in this room that have died off, that have been stamped out or stepped on over the years or laughed at or called stupid, that you would do the thing that you do, Jesus, and you would resurrect. If there are parts of our family that are dead to us, relationships that have died in some way, friendships that feel like they're gone, that you would bring about resurrection. We believe that dead things don't stay dead in your presence. So we say, come Holy Spirit. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for dying on a cross for us. For anyone here who wants to give themselves over to you, right now, Lord, we surrender. We surrender ourselves to you. We give you our heart. We thank you that you don't force us to love you. You give us a choice. You, you give us an invitation we want to accept your invitation. 
And we want to have no doubt. We don't want to have any part or piece missing from your incredible story. And so we choose to believe. We believe that you came and ministered to people. You did miracles. You walked on water. You healed the blind and the deaf. You cast demons out of people. You turned water into wine. You gave voices back to those who were mute. You brought dead things back to life. We believe this, and we believe that you can do this for us. So we receive you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your grace, your forgiveness, and for your life. Bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Happy Easter, brothers and sisters. Good to see you. I hope to see you back. Uh, you guys have an excellent day. See you soon. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.